Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor, find ourselves seeing episodes that we're like, damn, that was a really good episode. Was that always a really good episode? Huh. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are discussing the 14th episode of season four? Yep. Question mark? Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. I didn't know if I wrote down the wrong number. Um, Yeah, uh, Let It Bleed. Yeah. Some, some emo ass it's fucking episode title right there uh and and fairly so as we'll see with what occurs um but yeah uh i don't know we we literally just watched it so we're we're going in just just right after so that's always kind of interesting to see how that goes um but before we get into all that we do have some news um some of it new some of it not but uh it completely passed by our radar when it was announced one of them but this other one just happened rachel what's what's going down with milo v yeah, so Milo got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I think that happened, like, <laughs> it happened before we recorded, but I didn't see it until after we'd finished the last episode. Yep. It happened literally, like, right after we were done. It was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I believe it's, like, right next to his This Is Us co-star Mandy Moore. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would just happen to be a happy accident, honestly. <laughs> but, good, yeah. Good, uh, good for him. Good for him. Great for him. Yeah, congrats to Milo. Yeah, I really hope his, like, six years on This Is Us or whatever um, really, like, continues to elevate him. The guy deserves it, so. Agreed. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's an actor who is good. He's a good mm-hmm. actor. And a good dude, so. Yes. Yeah, good good for him all around. Yeah, um, so what's our other piece to do then? Well, okay, true story. Um, I was just dicking around on Twitter um the other night and i saw somebody who i believe actually listens to the podcast or did um talking about they're going to be seeing a play that mr quinto is going to be in and i had not even heard he'd gotten cast uh so boo to deadline or whatever because they're usually you know (laughs) telling us literally everything he's up to and they did not in this instance or at least i didn't see it um Zachary Quinto and Costa Flockhart are going to be leading a production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf at the Geffen Theater. And that is awesome. I watched the film version of that like a year or two ago. I don't know. It's all blur. And um, have you noticed that? Can can you differentiate anything that happened in 2020 versus 2021? I can't. It's all one big year to me in my brain. It's so. difficult for sure. It's very difficult. Um <laughs> It might have been 2020. Anyway, um, and the film version is fucking classic. It slaps. And they're going to get to play just the just the most horrible, toxic couple ever. And I'm very excited for anybody who gets to see him do that because that's going to be great. Yeah, so jealous of anyone who's seeing that as I am remain jealous of anybody who's ever got to see him on stage. But whatever. So, yeah, hopefully that all goes off. Don't, nothing gets pushed back then and... Right? That's the other thing. It's like, hmm, I wonder if it will happen. But I don't know. We're all sort of up in the air with everything like in person right now, aren't we? Who knows what the next couple of months are going to bring. So, Yep, yep, yep. Hopefully it does, because that's a cool role. Anyway, um, yeah, new news. Do-do-do-do. And some old news. Do-do-do. New to us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was new to us, because I, I literally sent the link over to Rachel. And I was like, look at this shit. How did we miss this? Mm. Yeah. We have failed. Well, well I was like, and my, my my brain was like, it's because you don't have a news alert on Google for him anymore like you did when you were like 25. So, like, 
Probably. Probably plenty of things. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Um, should we just get into the episode then? Yeah, Are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Actually, you know what? I need to do one thing before we're ready, all right? Let me just oh. um, slide on okay. over. Let me. I need to get you a drink, right? Because I think you're going to be kind of thirsty in the episode. Uh. <laughs> Just... I am quite parched. I have not had anything to eat or drink. I woke up late. So, um, thank you. That's very kind of you. Mmm, sip, sip. Thanks. Yep. Just um, poured you some water there. Thank you. I really wish you could in real life. I'm very thirsty. <laughs> Metaphorically and otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, let's let's get into it. So yeah, uh, Let It Bleed, episode 14 of volume... Five of season four. God, I hate that. I hate that you started doing that. Because um, I almost said the wrong thing. Um, immediately starts with a flashback, which is which is entertaining. Um, we get to see um, Peter waiting on the side of a dark road. And uh, who should roll up but Noah Bennett? Because, you know, <laughs> if you're looking for like, you know, late night. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Where it's like. It's like you're doing something in the shadows. Clandestine? Thank you, but also not not all of it. Clandestine, yes, but also like um, you're doing something bad in the shadows. Like it's, um, oh, whatever. I can't think of it. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, they're, they're getting up to some stuff. <laughs> and uh, we see um, the thing that we learned about where it was a, a staged plane crash. That it was them who staged it because Noah rolls up and Peter is like, I want to see him. And sure enough, the actual dead body of Nathan Petrelli is just is just chilling in uh, in the back of Noah's car. Um, do you think it's his car or a rental? Because, like, that's a big cleaning fee, if so. Like, mm, the probably smell. his car. The smell, Rachel. <laughs> well, you know, it could even be, like, one of the Petrelli's cars. They're rich. It could you be know, like that's Angela's the, car. You know, I don't. That know. is like that is fully true because like um, it's like when we see the wake la- uh, wake later. It's like we haven't been with the Petrellis in this way in a while, but we forget they're rich. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they are old money rich. Um, yeah. So yeah, a nice car pulls up. Nathan's in the back of it in the in the trunk. And uh, is this is this actually past ours last time on the show? <laughs> I didn't even corpse, think of that yet. Corpse brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck. Well, all right. Because, yeah, he's got, the, like, the stitching on his neck and everything. Like, yeah, this is really him. So they're talking about how, okay, the plane's set. Let's do this. And, yeah, it was Nathan. His 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 stage death was actually put together by his brother and Noah Bennett. And that is like, oh, that's going to be loaded. And it is. <laughs> You'll find out later. He kind of, he kind of uh, has a hard time going through that. So... We resume in the present and we're at the wake. Anyway, someone comes up to Peter and is like, oh, I'm real sorry about your loss and all that. And she's kind of asking him about the situation. He's like, yeah, it was a total accident. Like, you know, in, a, in a, kind of like a let's not ask questions about it kind of way. Like, it's done. He's dead. And, you know, let's move on. And Peter walks away from her because he's just not. He's he's his whole mood this episode is, is just not. He just does not want to deal with everything. So, yeah. yeah. He's not interested in, in doing a lot of this song and dance that is being required of him. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, so yeah. Quick little moments, thoughts. Not yet, no. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
we go from the wake over to the carnival. And we see Samuel, and he's doing some fun drawing. He's using his special ink. And he's drawing a lady. And as we've been following the thread of him lately, it's probably that Vanessa chick. And so... He's, you know, going about doing that. And suddenly, don't you just hate it, Rachel? I'm asking you as an artist. When you're just trying to do a little doodling and, uh, you know, telekinetic serial killer comes out of nowhere and throws a man onto your workspace. Isn't that just the worst? What a pain in the ass. God, it's so common. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a nickel, I'd have two nickels. You'd have some nickels. So Eric Doyle gets flung onto his workstation, <laughs> breaks it, um, just completely wrecks what he was doing. And he's like, hey, Samuel, guess what? You know, Siler's home, baby. <laughs> like, I'm back. You know, all the things I say. Um, so Samuel's like talking to Doyle. He's like, get everyone to safety, but not too far. Because, you know, he needs them for his, his strength. And we see that Siler's like, well, you know what? Guess what? My memories are a little fuzzy from the time I was last here, but, uh, you know, I managed. And he has a compass. And he's like, it's been a while, but like, hey, my mind and body are back together. You know, it'd be a crisis for a lesser man to have a soul ripped away, but I'm not that guy. When really he's saying it and he doesn't even believe it. You can tell mm-hmm. this time. He's like, I'm I'm totally fine. He's totally not. And he's like, so guess what? I'm going to get back to my, I'm back on my bullshit. That's what I'm doing. So he's like, and I've come here. And, you know, I've only got one word on my mind, one one concept. And Samuel's such a smart ass and he's not afraid of him, which I love. And he's like, fun? Because, you know, it's the carnival. Mm-hmm. He's going to come ride some rides, play some games, eat some cotton candy. And he's like, no, feast. And he throws Samuel up against the trailer. And it's all very, like, rote Siler shit. And, uh... Samuel's like, oh, if I, I got big plans for you, though, buddy. If you kill me now, you'll never know. And I was like, oh, don't say that to him. Don't say that to him. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's really gone through it with that. And that's exactly what he says. He's like, you know, that's all anybody ever has for me, our big plans. And it's all people have. And no, no, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that. I'm not doing that dance. So he goes to lift his hand to slice his hand open. And he just uh, just doesn't. And it's not because he can't. It's not because there's, like, a Haitian situation. It's not, like, a virus situation. He just doesn't go through with it. And so in that moment, Samuel gets the advantage and he creates a little dust storm that just completely envelops Siler and just tears him to shreds. And, uh... When in the uh, dust literally settles, we see like it's ripped away half of half of Siler's face, and he just oh passes out because like you know you can't just have half your face ripped away. And um, it's so it's it's so fun that they keep writing this shit in because they're like, well, we've only got Zach, we've only got Hayden who can still heal, so let's do this. Like, yeah, let's 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 keep the the CGI people and the practical effects people busy, you know, and employed. I also like that. Um... When Siler was like, oh, all these people, they're going to make me more powerful. And Samuel's like, they're making me more powerful. Yeah, yeah. I had that in my notes, but I didn't mention it. Like, he lets <laughs> that kind of, like, slip a little bit. Like, he lets that yeah. go to Siler. Yes. And, you know, it's fun because that also goes in with how much they have in common, too, as the episode goes on. Which the episode really leans into. Mm-hmm. But it's true. They really they really are very similar um, in this moment. So, yeah, he gets half his face blown off. He, you know, he's passed out in the dirt. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's our, like, big opening. Um, I, I would be thirsty about that, but I already was in the intro. 
for I was on um, the next time on Heroes or Eclipsed or whatever. So like uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was me for for the episode, not just the like Nathan. And I the did Trump my time. Thing. I wasn't like yeah. making you be thirsty about that, but like you know. <laughs> We aren't even to the thirstiest part of the episode. Oh my god, so. we're not, and we have to go. <laughs> so, um, so we go to Claire, and she is back at college. She's back at school, and she's doing her mascara. And you know what? I think I had the same like not great uh, mirror in college. <laughs> I was like, that's a really familiar little mirror. And who should show up but her dad, Noah, and her, her remaining dad, as they say later on, basically. Um, and she's getting ready, and he's like, oh, I thought maybe you'd want to ride. And she's like, mm, you know what, though? I'd really rather prefer if you just didn't come to the wake. I, I, I don't really want you there. You lied to me about all of this, and you did it in the worst way possible. Because it was fucking Siler. And I love how she just looks him in the face like, did you forget that this is Siler? Like, what this means to us, what this means to you, what this means to me? And you dressed him up in my dad's, my actual dad's face. And you let me go around thinking that, you know, I was having all this, like, great emotional bonding and, like, this, this you know, my, my relationship with him was getting better. And no, it was fucking Siler in there. Like, how dare you? And and honestly, I fully, I fully was with her on this. I was yep. like, she's pissed and she should be. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need time to grieve without being reminded why. You know, like, I need to not look at your face for a while, basically. I don't blame her. I do like her. She's like, yeah, you remember what he did to me? Yeah. Like, cut my head open? And it's like, you're, you're completely valid, to- Claire. I understand. Do- do we need to go back to the metaphorical sexual assault he pulled on me? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I-, I love that because it's like the two people who couldn't know were the ones who would obviously be affected the most by it. And so now we're dealing with all that. And uh, it's yeah. it's interesting to see how messy it is. Which, yeah, if you want to take us back to the wake, we're going to get into that even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the wake, I like how in the last episode, neither of us could remember what a wake was, and we just kept calling it after funeral. I realized that <laughs> after the fact. I was like, is this a party? Like, going to the after fucking party of the, like, yeah. I couldn't remember what is what wrong with me? Here. Yeah. You know, you said it, and I'm funeral. like, it doesn't feel right, but I can't, I don't have any other name for it either right now. So, <laughs> and then I'm watching the episode today, and I'm like, it's awake! <laughs> yeah, I wrote wake in my notes today, yep. like, like it was the most normal thing ever, because it is. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. And then I remember, I remember us being like, oh, the after funeral, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> so at the after funeral, go on. <laughs> Peter's there. Um, he's looking out a window. Angela comes up to him like, I keep, you know, looking up, hoping to see him too. And, you know, you and I, we've never been great with death and its complications. You know, the Arthur of it all, the, you know, Nathan is especially now. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm fine. And she's like, Nathan was a better liar. And he's like, yeah, he must have got that from you. <laughs> <laughs> And Peter Burn. is, like, pissed. He wants to put a fist in his uh, through the wall, and Angel's like, no, you want to put it through Siler, and revenge is only going to get you killed. You need to not. Seriously. You need to let it go, but you, Peter's not going to let it go. Um, luckily, Claire arrives, and Peter's like, I'm going to go over to Claire. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls her aside, they go to the kitchen, they dismiss the kitchen staff that's in there. 
And they start cutting the lemons, limes, etc. And Peter's all like, hey, where's your dad at? And she's like, eh, I told him not to come. <laughs> and Peter gets it. He's pissed too. And Claire's like, I'm glad we're on the same side here. And she's like, she's pissed off and she's chopping the fruit and she cuts her finger. And it doesn't heal. And then Peter's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I've got the Haitian power right now. Let me just shut that off for you. And she tells him <laughs> not to. So instead he goes and gets her a band-aid and she's like, it's kind of nice to feel pain and be a little normal right now, you know, and especially when she's in pain already from the funeral and everything and being lied to. Peter says they're not normal, though, obviously. And Claire's like, morning Nathan could not be any more normal. And she's like, ugh. Then she gets into, the, you know, the, the usual funeral kind of thing where it's like she's trying to, like have good memories and make light of things like, ah, I hope he found heaven because he was a shit navigator for someone who could fly and <laughs> God, he gave me grief for dating a guy who could fly. He said I had daddy issues. And Peter's all like, yeah, what was that guy's name, by the way? <laughs> What's he up to? <laughs> and Clara's all like, that was Wes. He goes to NYU and we're Facebook friends, so yeah. Everything's Love fine Love the there. shout out. Yeah. And... She's like, tries to get Peter to join her in this and like do a little Nathan story from him. And he just instead blows her off and leaves with the tray of food. He's just like, nope, not going to get into this. And this walks off. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just, the, he's just Mr. Avoidance this whole episode. Mm-hmm. He does not want to face any of this head on. Yeah. So. Normal grieving stuff still. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, you know, because they're talking about how like, Morning Nathan could not be any more normal, and she's right, and it's interesting, because in their world, in their context, that doesn't get to happen much, because somebody's always healing, or somebody has a power that can prevent a bad thing from happening, and, like, no, nothing prevented this, you know? Like, this is the most, like, normal, average, regular human shit you can imagine. It's, it's like, you know, very, be careful what you wish for when Claire's like, I just want to be normal. Well, this is normal. When your dad fucking dies, you know? Like... There's no fix it. There's no there's no way to redo it. There's no way to heal. It's just like, nope, this is it. This is final. And they live in a world where that's usually not true. So, cuz yeah, I don't know when they've would have had like a pomp and circumstance funeral before this. I think the closest was when we thought Noah was dead and she was dumping his ashes out. Yep. And then literally, he literally was dead and they brought him back. You like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's just yeah. So Mm -hmm. I I like them being very grounded with it. Like, no, this is literally what would happen if it was just a normal person, a normal average non-superpower person. So, yeah. Nikki got a funeral too, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Got a glimpse of that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. And then, yeah, I just, oh God, Peter just fucking breaks my heart this whole episode so much. He breaks my heart for several episodes this season because a little close to home, but, um, yeah, just him him trying to avoid it and him not ready to think of the happy stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Not ready for that right now. So, moving on, we see Noah get back to his apartment after being told, don't fucking come to the wake. <laughs> and we see someone in the shadows, like, moving around. And he goes to open the window. We can see Edgar crouched outside of it. And Edgar comes in, he's all, like, waving his knives around. But before he can do anything, Noah turns around and tases him. Because, guess what? 
he won't be fooled again. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> I was like, is this like CSI DC? Like, what kind of David Caruso bullshit was that? <laughs> like... Just need a need a who song to just start up right after he said that. Like fuck. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, after a little commercial break, uh, Noah is downstairs because remember he lives above a Japanese restaurant. He's trying to get the owner, Mister Nazawa, to close the restaurant for the night because he graciously let him borrow the freezer to put the guy in. And he's like, ah, I don't want to close. <laughs> And Noah's getting his cash out when Lord rolls in and he's like, Oh, you brought the Iron Maiden. This is serious. And so he takes the cash uh, and we hear him go out like, Restaurants closed, get out. <laughs> so what I like is that this guy clearly was a connection from the company days because he knew yeah. Lauren. Lauren knew him. They spoke everyone spoke Japanese to each other. It's yeah. great. It it makes sense as to like what I mean. I know that there's clearly a space to live up there, but it like it works now. It's like, oh, he knows the guy who owns the restaurant, and that's how he got that place to live above it. Yep. And, like, yeah, it, like it works really well. So, and that would be a really great, you know. And then you have to think, oh, great. So like that space might have been used as like a safe house in the past for the company. Like it gives it an instant like history. You know, mm-hmm. it's well done. Yes, I like that a lot. So Lauren is like, oh, Iron Maiden, really? And and I was like, you know, it's a compliment. Don't worry about it. You earned it, et cetera. Your, represent- your reputation preceded you. So she's surprised he's not at the wake. And he's like, Claire did not want me there. And you know what? I don't want to unpack all that right now. <laughs> because Lauren <laughs> brought the tr- a truth serum, which is what he asked her for. And she's like, you're going to use that on you for Claire? And he's like, no, again, don't want to unpack that right now. You remember that speedster? <laughs> She's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. You remember that speedster in Miami we were trying to get Carlos? And like, they they just couldn't figure out how to slow them, how to um, get him to slow down. And I was like, it turns out speedsters don't like the cold. Uh, you know, Quaaludes too, but mostly the cold meet Edgar. And <laughs> because clearly, you know, the cold slows everything down. And they've got Edgar locked up in the freezer, so... Yep. He's going to tell him everything he knows about the carnival. Mm-hmm. It's smart because, and then they even, like, they go through the little effort of explaining it. And it's like, no, oh, yeah, tightens the muscles, slows down the heart. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just, like, some random, like, deus ex kind of thing, you know, where it's like, here's a freezer to put Edgar in. It'll work. Trust me. We don't have any, you know, Haitian. We don't have any, like, you know, sedatives. But this will work. And it's like, no, it, it makes sense. So, yeah. I wonder if they found that out thanks to Daphne. Oh, probably, or someone, yeah, like, yeah. Because he's, because this seems to be new information for Lauren. Yes. Well, you know, it's so funny, it's like, um, I love how, with the exceptions of, like, your little, like, Silers and stuff, like, they deal, they, they have dealt with so many people who have the same damn power over and over again. Like, it's just a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to figure out how to deal with it next time. Oh, poor Edgar's going to have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're going to have a good day. Wink. Anyway. Um, so. Yeah, you want, here's some more water. Let's just slide it over yeah. to you. Jesus. 
thank you. I'm going to need it for the next several little minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot how um, how much they lean in this particular moment. So um, going back to the carnival, Lydia goes over to Samuel and she's like, why'd you put Siler in my trailer? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, you're going to help him. Uh, there's something wrong with him. He's not the cold-blooded killer. He's not a blank slate. There's something else going on here. He's basically like, just shut up and use your womanly wiles, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Just just do what I tell you. And she lit- and like, good for her, dude, honestly. Being like, I'm not some piece of flesh you can toss around at your problems. Like, good for her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And uh, he's just like, okay. You didn't mind last time, which, what an asshole. <laughs> like, what a fucking asshole. He's like, look, here's, here's, here's the brass tacks of it all. I use people for where they're best suited. Like, I use their abilities or skills for where they can, you know, do the carnival, you know, they can, they can help us out the best, myself and the carnival. If you were stronger, you would be in construction. If you were smarter, basically, you'd be teaching the kids. Um, but, like, oh, it's so, I don't even want to say what he says. It's so gross. And, like, in the context of, like, like the, the actor of it all now, it's just even worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah just yeah. to hear him say that is like, ah! <laughs> just fucking throw up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but basically he's like, yeah, you're hot and like people want to fuck you. So like, that's what we're going to do. And she's like, oh. so she, you know, she goes up to him in her trailer and he's like, you know, all healed up, but he's still out and he's, uh, vulnerable and he stirs when she's there and she's like, listen, I'm going to figure out what's wrong with you. That's why I'm here. That's why Samuel sent me here. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, like, just, and you have to feel for the guy. He's really been through it the last few months. And now, you know, he goes back to doing what he thinks should be the most, like, natural and easy for him. And then that's not working? Fuck. You know, like, mm-hmm. he didn't He didn't want to have to go on this existential journey, but he doesn't have a choice. So, and she's like, yeah, well, you know. Clearly there's something going on here. And she tries to be all like flirty flirt with him and she tries to kiss him and he refuses at first, but then, um, they keep going and they get like, okay, this scene is like spicy. Like Mm -hmm. they, there's no nudity or anything and there doesn't have to be like, damn, they, they really, they really go at it for a minute. Um, so they're getting all hot and heavy. And, um, as this is happening, the Nathan memories are banging around in Siler's head still. And it's messing with him. And as she's connecting with him, because really what she does is very, you know, it's very empathic. Um, so she's like, oh, you're, uh, you're lonely and you want love and you think you're going to die alone because the memories that he was, uh, seeing were like Nathan with Peter and Nathan with his family and like, you know, all these like, these things that are, you know, these, these, these instances that were just like, look how loved and beloved Nathan Petrelli was. You're not that. It was more than just now Nathan, though. Was, was it like other stuff? It, he saw Matt, too. Matt with like little Matt. Yeah, you're right. He saw the Matt shit, too. 
Because that's scraped up in his brain now mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, he's just, like, seeing all these, like, loved people with families and people they care for and who care for them, and it's really fucking with him. And uh, basically, <clears throat> she's like, dude, like, I-, I know your whole, like, thing, you know? I, I know that you-, you cut people's heads open, you take their powers, and he's like, okay, yeah, like, I see what you're doing. You see what people want. Like, that's your power. Great. And they, they're still being, like, kind of physical with each other throughout. It's very, like, um, back and forth, which is interesting. Um, because he'll have moments where he, like, grabs her throat or gets very aggressive. But then, like, he'll let off and she'll kind of take the lead again. And that's kind of interesting, too, because physically we've not seen that from Siler. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's, like, an interesting choice for, for Quinto, performance-wise. As to the fact that he straight-up fucking bites her at, at one point. Um, I don't think we can say enough about that in, in this hour or the next hour. <laughs> I, I rewound it three times. I was like, did he just bite her? <laughs> like, oh, my Prompt. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, he like he's he's getting all like you know he's he's doing the thing where he's kind of playing along, but he's not, but he is um, because they're both trying to get something out of this. It seems because he's like okay, so the tattoos because you know she's got all of her tattoos like they're they're a map to find what you need, and he's like, dude, you don't want to help me, you just want to manipulate me. That's all anyone ever wants to do. Like you just want to. Use me as a weapon to kill Samuel. Like, I know what you're doing. This is not my first time at this. I'm not new. And as they're having their little, like, physical moment, he's like, well, guess what? I got your power now, bud. I don't even need to kill people anymore. That's just something I like to do. Like, that's just a fun hobby for me. And so after their little, like, rendezvous, she's like, yeah, well, guess what, bud? (laughs) Like, you can't even do the thing you like to do anymore. You're impotent. She uses the words, you're impotent. (laughs) And he does what all men do, I think, at that point, is he pushes her off of him, grabs his shirt, and leaves in a huff. Yeah. And I was like, girl! <laughs> he doesn't need to slice your head open telekinetically. He, he, he could get big mad if you said that. <laughs> but, no, she knew. She knew that, you know, he wasn't going to do shit. And she was right. He just left. So. Yep. Very, very interesting little tango between the two of them in that scene. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It was a tango. It was. It was like a back and forth. Yeah. Like, neither of them had the lead the whole time, which was very interesting all on its own. And uh, really, honestly, welcome to the club of people who fucked with uh, Siler and not found out, Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small club. There's jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a handful of you. So good for her. Yeah, I did think it was interesting he saw Matt stuff in there, which reminded me, like, we haven't seen yeah. him in a long time. Yeah. I'd forgotten that it was, like, the stuff with little Maddie and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since we see Matt. I wonder what he's up to. Hmm, maybe we'll find mm. out. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> he's, he's firmly back in the uh, Mohinder and Hero Club of, like, oh, yeah, those guys every two episodes. I thought we were going to see, spoiler, I thought we were going to see, like, the Hero yep. Mohinder at all in this episode because they Me kind of implied too. we were. And <laughs> nope, not in here, guys. I, it's it's next week, I think. And then we don't see, um, like, Peter in them next week, I don't think. Like, yeah, it's it's that back and forth thing again. So Yep. Well. <laughs> Well, back at the after funeral, 
<laughs> I'm obsessed with that term now. Um, we see Claire and she's looking at, okay, <laughs> this is the photo I was telling you about in the last episode. I was like, what is this mm-hmm. like? <laughs> What is this like? Live journal, like <laughs> fan manip, like I remember, what the fuck? Once I saw it again, I remembered the photo. Now after I saw, I was like, what "Oh my hell? god, what the hell is going on?" And the fact that they use that photo and that the camera like actually has shots of it in the like like they know what they're doing, riling up a certain part of the fan base. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. I'm just going to say that and move on. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they're looking at the photo. Uh, she's looking at the photo. Angela strolls up and she's like, oh, you know, I really wanted to try to find one with you in it. And she's like, well, guess what? There aren't any with me in it. Like you, you did your best to make sure that wasn't a thing. And Angela's like, okay, well, all right, fair. But here's what's happening is right now I need you to help Peter. Cause you're like the only one he'll even listen to at this point. And she mentions his whole, like, vigilante thing, you know, the whole, like, police scanner bullshit he's doing at his apartment. And she's like, you you got to get him off of that. Like, this is not how he's going to heal. This isn't it. And so she goes outside to try to find him, to talk to him. And sure enough, he's got the police scanner out. And uh, it's uh, still going on about um, something that's happening in progress. There's, like, a, a, a gunman. There's a uh, There's a potential shooting happening at this, like, office building. And so we see, um, I can't help myself. My notes, what is wrong with me? Um, we see, we see uh, a cop on the scene at that, at that very crime that's unfolding. And he's, you know, gun raised and he's like, you know, going to go up to the, to the suspect and he's, you know, sneaking around and stuff. And Peter just comes up behind him and he's like, a cab baby. And he <laughs> knocks him out with the Haitian power. And so that's what my notes said. Oh. oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm not though. He Haitians him. He does the Haitian whammy knockout power. So he, you know, knocks out the cop. So, so, you know, essentially, so he's getting this innocent person, like, you know, out of the picture. Because he's going to do something stupid. Yep. And so, um, because, yeah, Peter's, like, just going to go right in there. And I'm like, okay, Peter, you don't have any Bangwiz powers right now. Like, you're really you're really doing a thing right now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Fucking, oh, I just want to strangle him often. Yep. And thankfully, Claire shows up very quickly uh, after he gets there. And they both tend to this woman who, who did get shot. Uh, this woman called Wendy. And... They, um, she, she tells them about the guy who's got the gun, who's like on the scene. He is a disgruntled, um, former employee. So that's what we're doing there. And, um, they're, uh, they're, they're tending to her, but they're also like talking to each other during this. And Claire's like, you can't do this. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're really vulnerable. And Peter's like, I can't do nothing. I need to be more than a bandaid, Claire. Like, what the hell? And I love how he's, like, just going right in the line of fire. And she's like, I'm the one who can't get hurt by bullets, stupid. Like, you should stay here with her. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go take him down. And I love so much that this is bringing them together because a number of reasons. A, Hayden and Milo are didn't get to spend a lot of time in scenes together for a while because uh, they broke up. They were dating and they broke up and it's awkward. And then they weren't writing them together as much anymore. But after some time has passed... We're finally getting Peter and Claire stuff again, which is very, like, season one vibes. They've always had great chemistry. Everyone knows that. Um, yes. So there's that. 
And then there's the fact that, you know, they're both really going through it with the whole, you know, struggling with this very human thing. And I love that for them. And then also, yeah, I just love that (laughs) this is the kind of thing Claire totally would have done like a season ago. But now that Peter's the stupid one, she has to be the one to step up and like, you know, and get him right because no one else can. Yep. I, I just I just think it's great. I, I love this whole entire like little B plot or whatever C plot even that they go on. So because yeah, I like how Angela's like I'm not worried about you, Claire. Mm-hmm. Like you could even see in the scene before that Claire was handling this kind of like a normal person. You know, she's grown up so much as a character. Yeah, and Angela's like my son. However, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go do something stupid. She's like, floppy bang fuckface over here. <laughs> I had a dream. Yeah. I saw him do it. You need to go. Mm, <laughs> you know? Mm. Very, very unsaid with her, but yeah, definitely. Mm. <laughs> and I love how they're whisper yelling at each other, too. They're just like, I'm the one that can't get hurt. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Here, put this pressure on and this that poor woman. That poor woman's hearing that. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's got a vest on. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. She's just delusional from the blood loss, Rachel. It's not, you know. Yeah. She doesn't have literal X-Men mutants there. <laughs> like... Nope, nope, nope. Oh, boy. Uh, Going back to the freezer. Oh, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Um, Do you need, uh, do you need a, a, a pitcher of water now? Do, do you perhaps Nah, I'm good. I'm fine. A drink? I'm fine. Oh, you're such a fucking liar. Why do you let me be the horny one? We all know. All right, fine. Go when on. you got ahead of me in the episode and said that, I was like, I don't even remember that happening. And then it like happened. I was like, oh, okay. Again, I don't even remember that happening. But here we are. No, I'm good. Fine, I'm good right I'll now. Take my water back. Okay, you can sure, give I'm me the water thirsty. in like two episodes, okay? Great. I'll hold on to it for you. Come back to me but in, like, I'm two a, episodes. I, I'm a simple bitch, and I don't even need to see Jack Coleman kick Ray Park's ass to know that I'm thirsty right now. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> as Keisha just said, we didn't get to see him mm. kick Edgar's ass, but he's wiping the blood off of his hands, and Edgar does not look great right now. And... He's like, what does Samuel want with Claire? That's all I want to know. And Edgar's like, I don't know what he wants. <laughs> and Noah picks up one of Edgar's knives, like, oh, this is really nice weight and sharpness. Is this the one that cut me? Edgar's like, yep. And Noah goes over, holds it to his throat, <laughs> asks what Samuel wants to do with Claire again before he's interrupted by Lauren, like, oi, yo, time out, let's talk. <laughs> and she's like, I get you're heated right now, but torture doesn't work. <laughs> and oh, man. you are losing your target because you are being emotional and you want revenge. Stop using him as a punching bag. Start talking to him. <laughs> start thinking about the facts that you know right now. And he's like, okay, he doesn't have a compass. And Lauren's like, yeah. Why is that? Why doesn't he have a compass? Honey tastes sweeter than vinegar, <laughs> I promise. So, the Iron Maiden made him back down. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I, you know, it's so interesting because I, 
messaged you during and I was like, man, this is like the man pain hour. Like, this is just like angst city for all these guys, Mm -hmm. right? But then it's like, oh, but also it's like the women in this episode are absolutely stepping up, stepping in and being like, you need to control your fucking self. Yes. (laughs) Because like, we're not doing that. We're not doing this like man pain, angst, revenge, like, no, we're going to face our fucking feelings and be, like, smart about things. Like, I really genuinely like how that is a recurring theme in the episode. Mm -hmm. I agree. Wholeheartedly. That's some good writing. Um, Oh, and then also, I have to mention this because, like, it is going to hit different in the year 2022. Um, When she is, like... Torture doesn't work, yada, yada, yada. This is, like, some post-Guantanamo Bay shit that they're talking about mm-hmm. for their context. But for us to hear going, and I'm not just trying to shove my liberal agenda down your throat, that has a different hit Yeah, mm-hmm. I need you. I need you to think about what that meant then, mm-hmm. not what it means to people now. <laughs> like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That stood out. I was like, oh. <laughs> yep. Oh, the times they are changing. <laughs> so. So so long ago and yet so not. Honestly. Honestly, yes. So back to the scene of the crime, Claire. It's things get quiet. There's no more bullets. And who should stroll up but the perpetrator. The guy comes up pointing the gun at Claire, like, who the hell are you? And Peter comes up behind him, all like hands up like, Yeah, no, no, point at me over here. Woohoo, woohoo. We're just we don't work here, we're just here, you know. And uh Peter's like, I don't work here. I'm just having a bad day like you. Like, I just buried my brother and I had to fake his death like a freaking mob boss or something. And the guy's <laughs> like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, Peter is trying desperately to connect with this guy to solve it through that. Mm. Like, you know, I'm on the same page as you. I want revenge, but I'm trying to be strong. And I promised I'd, my brother I would be a hero. Don't make me a liar. Not today. And the guy looks like he's going to put the gun, <laughs> give him the gun. And this city picks it up and just shoots him. Cut. I'm fairly certain when that aired that I cackled like a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. I think so. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, trying his best to, you know, no, that's not how this is going to play, sweetie. Cut to yeah, nope. them outside, Claire next to Peter on a stretcher after he's been shot. And he's like, oh, it hurts every time, which, God, that boy has been shot up for a bit, hasn't he? He really has, and very, like, back-to-back recently, too. Yeah, with, like, uh, Jeremy, he got shot. Yep. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but you did end up taking him down. So apparently Peter did, like, muscle through and got the guy knocked out and ended the situation. That would have been great to see as well, but, you know. Again, it's not about that in this episode. No. So, yeah. And Peter's, like, trying to, he wants Claire's hand, because he's like, well, luckily you're here, because he, you know, doesn't have to hurt anymore. And Claire's like, no, you gotta chill. (laughs) And he's like, stop messing around, because she doesn't want to give him her hand. And she's like, no, you have to stop messing around. You have to stop running into danger. You can't go after Silo. You're just going to get yourself in trouble. (laughs) And he's like, I can't, Claire. I can't not do this. I have to do this. And she's just like, fuck it, and gives him her hand. And she's like, I'm not always going to be there to be your personal safety net. And so he's like, well, I guess I better hang on to this ability then, I suppose. Yeah? Jesus Christ, I want to kick him in the dick this whole episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Like, I get it, but yeah. Claire's like, Nathan would be so pissed at you. You're not honoring his memory. You're avoiding it. 
And Peter breaks down. He's like, I, if I think mm. about it, it's real. If I mourn him, it's real. And it happened. Claire misses him, too. And Peter's like, yeah. And they hug. So, yeah. Peter... He's, like, crying, too. Like... we Even though yeah. the last episode... Or not the last one before was, um... The fifth stage. Peter still hasn't mm-hmm. gotten there quite yet. Oh, absolutely not. No. Nope. Yeah. That was, like, a really, really, like, one kind of acceptance, but then, like, now we were on a whole other journey. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, poor fucking Pete. Milo just kills me when he talks, like, when he's just, like, doing that, like, sad, like, I'm sad about Nathan shit. It's just, oh, he's just, he's so believable as someone who just lost a family member. Like, ugh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I believe it. Yep. I believe it. I love Claire being like, no, I'm not just going to give you my hand, you dumbass. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm not always going to be here yeah, to give like, you that, I really, buddy. I just, I really enjoy how the women are being written in this episode. They're like, they're not these, like, emotional heel-alls for the men. Like, no, like, they they feel, like, really realized, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're they have their own, like... I don't know. I can't even express it right now. I'm, I'm just like, I'm pleased with how like Claire and Lauren and Lydia, they all seem to maintain a sense of agency throughout being thrown at these problems and these whiny ass men who refuse to face their goddamn like <laughs> problems. And it's so great. Cause yeah, that's like a really great little like piece of it right there. He just expected her to be right there, ready to heal him right when he asked. And you know, in that very, Way where it's like, this isn't healing you, though. This is, like, the the superficial, this is not the inside stuff. Like, I'm willing to be there for you for the inside stuff. Like, you need, you need to take a minute and realize your own stupid actions, you know? Like, I just, I really like how it's handled. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Just well done. And, like, yeah, with Lauren later, like, I just, I don't know. I have nothing but praise for the writer of this episode. I'm just like, damn, this episode's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which you said earlier. Which, yeah. Yeah, that the writer is not someone who'd written a proper episode before. Yeah, before we started recording, um, he only wrote this episode. He, um, had been in the, in the, uh, in the, in the family, I guess, because he did a lot of writing on a lot of the sprint, like, mini episodes and stuff. So, like, The Recruit, Going Postal, Nowhere Man, like, all these little, like, shorts that they used to have on NBC.com. Mm-hmm. He worked on, like, all of them. So I'm like, oh, I bet he was, like, a writer's assistant or something then, because that makes sense. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like the boy coming up who who writes one of my uh, other favorite episodes this volume. Not The Wall, but um, the one that you love. Um, <laughs> Mr. Oliver Grigsby, who's a writer on the show, but he was also, like, a writer's assistant or Tim Kring's assistant or something at the start. And then, yeah, so. Yeah. Because that's the path, usually, when you want to get to, you know, actually have your own script, is you have to go on that ladder. But, um, yeah, damn, this episode really fucking, like, just has some cool ways of handling things. I don't know. I really like their approach. Mm -hmm. James Martin did a good job. Good job, him. Yeah. Wait, that's who wrote it? Hold on a second before we go into it. It's Jim Martin. Yeah. Because didn't he have, like, he was on Twitter all the time. Wasn't he one of the ones that were, like... So when you said that name, it, like, clicked for me. Because I didn't look it was up. Was he? I swear he was one of the ones that was on Twitter all the time with people. He might have been. I, I don't know. I can't remember so good. Because I think he also, I swear he also did some 
um, comics and stuff. Well, it's like, okay, so the interesting thing is, like, I don't know how much of it was collaborative, ultimately, because at this point, Michael Veriden is still getting a consulting credit, and a lot of it, to me, this episode felt like him. This felt like Trust and Blood Siler, who is my favorite Siler, who Michael Veriden wrote, so I'm like, maybe it was a collaboration of sorts, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, no, um, it's, it's Jim Martin. Yeah, he was he was one of the ones that were on Twitter all the time. Well, he wrote a banger of an episode. <laughs> I am not surprised. Yeah, Oxford Stanford, Standard or whatever. You're right. That mm-hmm. is him. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well met, milady. Because that yeah, that you're correct. That I used to follow that account uh, quite quite uh, happily. Okay, not as surprised now. Okay, got you, got you. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, back to the freezer. Uh, Noah comes in with a glass of tea for Edgar, and he's like, would you like some tea? What, what, what am I kidding? You're British. You'd love tea, of course. And Edgar's like, I thought the skirt was the good cop. And I was like, well, she is, because this is her idea. If it were up to me, you'd be down six fingers. Which... <laughs> Excuse me. I'm th- uh, I need a drink. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> it's just, you know... Got my lemonade here. <laughs> sip, sip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had he had big box cutter energy before she stepped in. <laughs> Agreed. And... Oh, boy. He said, I saw you at Claire's dorm. So he knew the whole time Edgar was following him. He knew he was at his apartment. That's why he was able to do that thing earlier in the episode and zap him. And mm. he's like, I know you could have killed me any time. You like, you're fast. But you didn't. You want something. You need me alive. You want something. What are you doing here? And Edgar's like, I've been exiled. I found out Samuel killed his brother Joseph. And he convinced everyone it was my fault. And he tells him that Samuel is the one that ordered Danko's death and to slice Noah up. It was all Samuel. And Noah's like, you don't seem like a hitman. And Edgar's like, no, I'm a juggler. Joseph taught me to juggle. Because, you know, if you can juggle, like, a chainsaw, a knife, and a flaming torch at the same time, you can do anything. Again, Joseph seems to be, like, again, the good guy in this situation. Even though he was, a like, a freaking mm-hmm. asshat in that flashback. But, you know, it was also Samuel's flashback that colors things, so. Right. Exactly. Exactly the thing you just said. Uh, So, Edgar thought that if he caught Noah, the boogeyman, and went back to Samuel, <laughs> that he would take him back. Which, <laughs> they they rightfully point out, is cult bullshit, you know? Cult leader bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And, because, you know, Edgar's afraid of what he's going to do to his friends and family, because Samuel's no good. And I was like, listen, we both are afraid of Samuel hurting the people we love. So... I think that if we work together, we can do that. Because the enemy of the enemy is not my friend, but we're less, you know, angry at each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that, yes. You know, Edgar seems to agree because he's like, so has that tea gone cold already. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> uh, I, I was obsessed throughout this scene with the fact that Edgar calls Samuel Sammy. <laughs> Does he? He sure, sure fucking does. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 but in, like, that very, like, he grew up around this guy kind mm-hmm. of way. Like, 
And he'd be Sammy to him. That makes sense. They might have been, like, closer before fucking Joseph died and he found mm. out the truth. You know what I mean? And then he's probably like, why the fuck am oh. I getting treated this way? <laughs> I'm sure Samuel was, like, probably the one everybody liked because he was the fun mm-hmm, one, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. We saw that with his, his rock and roll and, like, his, you know, just general attitude mm-hmm. and demeanor. Yeah. I bet you it was a very dramatic shift in that way for everyone around them. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy. Because I said in my notes, I'm like, excuse me, Sammy? (laughs) Sammy? (laughs) Excuse me? Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't catch that. He does it, like, throughout. He never, he doesn't, when he's talking about, like, you know, oh, Samuel is a saber rattler and he wanted me to kill Danko and he wanted me to attack you. He says Sammy. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This is somebody who grew up around this guy essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's going through, he's heartbroken. I think in a way, like he's going through the loss of like, oh, I thought that, you know, this person was close to me and a friend and, you know, yeah, part of my family. And then they're doing all this shit now to ruin it and to, put people in harm's way and it's like so yeah he's really going through it he's really struggling like noah and lauren say like a fucking cult leader <laughs> like yeah it makes sense Mm-mm. yeah how well <laughs> how's, how's it going for Siler, gra- baby <laughs> just just gonna get my lemonade once mm-hmm. more god i'm gonna drink this whole thing Take a fresh um, sip, baby. No. um so we go back to the carnival, and Siler's throwing his favorite fit, which is his classic, I'm going to root through and destroy all of your shit, <laughs> which is just mwah, classic Siler, as he's, like, going through all of Samuel's stuff, just wrecking the joint. And Samuel just rolls up, and he's like, dude, I don't have any more of that ink. You fucking destroyed it, so sucks to suck, boyo. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I love how just like, we'll make more. <laughs> he's such a child. And he's like... And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, dude, I guess, I guess what? Like, I'm not even like remotely afraid of you because you can't kill. Lydia told me everything. Like, you got no hand here, bud. And he's like, let me tell you, you think people are lying, manipulating bastards that are just trying to kill you. And he's trying to, he's trying to like sidle up to him. Like, no, no, no. I just want to, I'm going to be a friend to you in this moment. You know? And and I love how Siler's like, even though I tried to kill you, like, like you just did a very, like, this isn't how this goes for me in the past kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm expecting a little more hostility on your part. And uh, so it was very equal parts, like, Siler sass, but also, like, really? <laughs> like, that, that's, that's, a, that's a thing, huh? And so then I started calling Samuel Sammy in my notes because it made me happy. <laughs> um, and I'm like, Sammy just goes on this whole thing. He's like... You're not special, you're just like us, because, like, you have fucking emotions and feelings and needs, brah. And Siler sees the drawing that he had been working on. And so Samuel tells him, like, that's Vanessa. She's the love of my life. I'd move mountains for her if she'd ask me to. And Siler's like, well, that's funny, because I haven't seen her around here. And he's like, well, you know, she's not, she's still, she's in the outside world. She's out there. And uh, I'm scared she'll reject me for who I am and, and for what I've done. And, uh... You know, they're, they're having this whole sort of, like, interesting moment where they're kind of trying to come to terms with each other's, like, fears and stuff. And that's how they're connecting. And that's an interesting way for these characters to come to an understanding. And, you know, Samuel's like, dude, I know Hiro Nakamura said you're going to die alone. And that shit's haunting you. And he's like, let me tell you. 
we're very much alike. I'm not going to try to do this, like, whole thing, but I'm not a good dude. I'm not all bad either, and I think that's how you are. Because I found love and acceptance here. And if that's true, like, you know, maybe you could too kind of thing. And Siler's like, uh-huh, yeah. Just just give me the ink, like, and let the tattoo, like, you know, just tattoo me. Show me. I, I, I will stay if what you're saying, you know, fits, if it's what it's right. And he's like, or are you afraid that I might see something else? And Samuel's very piqued by this sort of, like, challenge. He's like, oh, boy. I, I'm a carny. I live for games of chance. Like, let's fucking do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he goes over to a pot that is broken. And he gets some, some dirt out of it. And it's like, oh, he's got he's got his special dirt still. He can he can do it. He, he's going to make some ink. He's going to do the yeah. thing. I get, to, I get to see Zachary Quinto with a tattoo again. I'm very happy. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody happy. <laughs> Ooh la la. Any any comment on their 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 new tact of trying to deal with one another? It's Samuel's usual bullshit of like I'm gonna Absolutely. change my like tactic for every single mm-hmm. person. And while I think there might yep. be like some genuine stuff he's saying to Siler, like you know I'm yeah yeah not a good guy, but I'm not all bad either. I know that you're the same way. It you know it doesn't change the fact that he's still trying to sell Siler something. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I like the, yeah, I enjoy the self-awareness of that very much. Where it's like, look, we're not all one thing, you know? Like, we, we all have good parts and bad parts. And so, you're not just some... I just like how Samuel's basically just saying this. Like, you're not some comic book, like, supervillain. You're a person. And shit's more complicated than that. I love how that's so, so much of what this volume is. Like, it's just more complicated than that. So. That and Hero telling him you're gonna die alone. <laughs> which you know has fucked with him for a while mm-hmm. no doubt because that was so that was in the past for him yeah that was like once upon a time in texas that was, that was the the new texas the new yeah. texas yeah mm-hmm. okay. so did hero change things telling him that i don't know you maybe know? did he do more than just did he like step on an additional butterfly he didn't realize he was stepping on by did he like set up this eventual emotional time bomb in Siler? Like mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's certainly interesting to think about. Yeah. But um yeah, so back in DC they're going a different tact over here as well. <laughs> so I love the two scenes back to back like that. Um cuz now we're doing honey mm-hmm. to catch them flies. Uh, Edgar is now upstairs in Noah's apartment and he's sipping on, <laughs> fucking hate this goddamn internet that we're all a part of. Um, he's sipping on some miso soup and he very much is like, oh, I've never had miso soup before. Mm, yum. And if you're on the side of TikTok I'm on, you just, you constantly would see videos with that sound of like, man, I really wish I had some miso soup. And then like a little like flourish sound like, oh yeah, miso soup. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. And it's all I could think about when Edgar was eating that. I was like, God damn it. He also <laughs> said... My brain is warped. He also said it's good. Good soup. <laughs> he did... <he> d- <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yes, he did. He said it was, ah, mm, good soup. Mm-hmm. That is literally a thing. I hate everything. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, um, so... 
they're sitting there and they're trying to have like a, a different, you know, conversation now. And they're like, okay, well, we have to figure out where the carnival is before we can even do what we want to do. And Lauren's like, well, Claire has a compass. <laughs> and Noah's like, we're not doing that. <laughs> Edgar is there and he's like, well, Lydia's still there and she has no great love for Samuel. Like, she can help us. And so they're making a plan. They're, like, actually making a battle plan to go in and raid the Sullivan Brothers Carnival. And so they're making this plan. They're going to bring him down. And, like, Edgar's like, okay, but no one else, right? This is literally just for Samuel. Like, no one else is going to get involved or hurt. And they're like, well, we're going to do the best we can, but a raid is a raid, you know? And it's very, like, um, I don't know, you can just very see because of the fact that Noah and Lauren are treating this like it's a cult, which it is. Um, They're being very, like, Waco Mm -hmm. about it, you know? Like, and that's, like, scary. And and it should be. Um, Because Edgar's like, no, I don't want anyone else to go. I just want Samuel out. If we just remove Samuel, he's the problem. And then everything's fine again. But Noah is very correct when he's like, yeah, but look. He brainwashes people. Like, look what he did to you. He turned you from a juggler into an assassin. Like... You can't just sit here and think that we will find absolutely no violent resistance if we go in there and remove this person who's so ingratiated in their hearts and minds. And so as this is happening, Edgar is, like, trying to be sneaky and, like, free his hands behind his back. And so they're like, well, you know, here's the thing. Also, if we take Samuel out and we leave this situation how it is with these people... Um, how do we know that, like, you know, it's like nature abhors a vacuum, right? Like, what if we know someone doesn't just stroll in and take his place? Um, which is interesting to me, because I was like, what would that have looked like if that actually happened? Who, who do you think that might have been? That's a storyline they could have gone down, potentially. Um, I was like, Doyle might be a potential candidate. Um, hell, Siler could have even done that maybe at one time. But, if it was like strictly yeah. in the carnival, perhaps they would have yeah. either turned to Edgar, who returns redeemed, or Lydia. Ooh, yeah, because they're both older members of the carnival. And then, and then it would be interesting to follow that because you would see that <laughs> not to be like Magneto was right, but also like Magneto mm-hmm. was right because they they would then learn what Samuel was talking about. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting path to go down. But, yeah, so they're like, okay, we know this is your family, and but right now, dude, this is like a cult. Like, all this shit is like a cult, and it is a very dangerous situation to deal with to try to mess with any of this. <clears throat> what we need to do is we need to separate these people, and we need to reintegrate them into the actual, like, real world. And that immediately turns him off. And it's like, yeah, of course part of that is the brainwashing. You can't say it's not. But also, it's just, it's the whole thing, right? Noah can't understand. It goes back to what Claire has said to him from day one and anybody else. Like, you don't understand what that's like. Like, you can't reintegrate these people. They'll never, ever fully fit into these little, like, you know, holes you want to put them in. That's just not gonna work. (laughs) So, like, it's just, it's so interesting because so much of this, like, is building up to the thing that happens at the end of the Mm -hmm. series, you know? And I think that's really great that we're, like, laying down all this, like, work to really nail this home that, like, no, it's not going to stay secret forever. And also, like, we can't just make people pretend to be who they're not. And, like, yeah, there's just all these things that are bubbling up. And so Edgar's like, yeah, no, this was a mistake. 
I won't let you hurt my family. And so he, you know, finishes freeing himself and he, phew, he speeds out of there. Well, before before he does, when he gets up mm. and he's mm. got like the little knife he used to do the cuff, right? And <laughs> Noah's like, you're not a violent person. And Edgar's like, no, mm, yeah. you are. And then he runs off with the map. Oh, he, yeah, yep. shit. I thought I wrote that down. I thought I wrote that down. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, yep, yep, yep. Just, just burning Bennett's ass on the mm-hmm, way out. <laughs> no, you are. Which, like, not wrong. Oh, he's <laughs> completely not wrong. Because he wasn't <laughs> into, like, everything Samuel was making him go do. No. Like, he didn't necessarily take a thrill like Siler out of killing Danko or cutting Noah up or... Yeah. I don't know. I would, I'd have to, I have to point of order on Danko, at least because of who Danko is. True. <laughs> like, that was probably one Edgar was pretty okay with. Well, that's because he blamed him. So. He said Danko was the reason Joseph died, so. True. True, true, true. You're right. You are correct. And then it's like. But even if that hadn't been the lie, if they just like, oh, this is this guy. He hunts people like us. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, fair, 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 fair. Yeah. But no, you're right. You are right. It was part of the manipulation. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Uh, nothing's going right for Noah today. He can't. <laughs> he can't have Claire do what he wants. He can't get what he needs from Edgar. No. Like, yeah. No. Bad day for Noah. Bad day being. for Noah. <laughs> being great day for Keisha. Here, let's pass the drink back over to you. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm, thank you. I'm, it's just like it's very dry. We're having a very dry mm-hmm. winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can't even fucking lie because my my notes go, you know, I don't think we ever fully appreciated this in its time even, how fan service this show was to all of us Quinto whores. I, like, I, I know we liked it, but did we really appreciate it? I think this was also dulled by the fact that it was part two of a two-parter with Upon This Rock. And this stuff in this episode <laughs> probably also made us look p- more poorly on Upon This Rock God. than, like, watching it by itself. You know... I think you're fucking right, because this episode's slapping all over the place, for mm-hmm. me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because of, you know, this, which... Um, so, they're in a tent together, Samuel and Siler, and that's how many fanfics start. And so, Siler is, you know, shirtless and ready, and Samuel's gonna give him a tattoo, he's gonna give him the ink, he's gonna see what happens. And uh, Samuel... Goes about and he sticks him because he's like a stick and poke type of tattoo. At least it would be if it wasn't just magic. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and the ink, you know, moves all around his skin and it's kind of looks like it's deciding what it's going to be. And Samuel's like, he just wants to smack him. You can tell he just wants to just hit him with a newspaper. Like, stop, stop trying to control it. Just let it happen. <laughs> like, stop fucking fighting, you know, what, like trying to make it, you know, do what you want. Just, just let whatever happens, happens. And so. Suddenly, it settles on his arm, and the perspective is such that they see it, but we don't, because his arm is outstretched, and we just see his uh, other side of his forearm. And Samuel sees it show up, and, and they're just like, isn't that interesting? And, and we'll find out later what it mm-hmm. is. So, yep. so that's all like, guess you're wrong, babe, grabs the shirt and leaves. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, sayonara, buddy. Um... 
this is not uh, what I was expecting, and I don't think it's what you were expecting, and I, and I gotta go figure out what the fuck's going on with this, so. Like, I didn't take this scene that way, but reading my notes, like, <laughs> if I cut out one sentence, <laughs> it reads. Samuel making more ink in Siler shirtless. Poke Siler. Ink travels around him to his back. Samuel tells Siler to stop trying to force it and let it happen. I know that's why you were laughing. <laughs> I said what I said. Many a fanfic would start like this. I know. I was <laughs> like, oh my god. All right. But again, it goes back to the who is involved yeah. in it all, and it's like, oh, I can't even enjoy this damn anymore. It. So yeah, damn, damn, I know. damn. Um, Damn people for being awful. <sighs> All right. Um, um, oh, geez. Yeah. So um, Peter and Claire, though, how, how are they doing now that they've had their little breakthrough moment? So they're on the roof and Peter admits he has a love-hate relationship with rooftops. Um, that is a great line. That is a great self-aware yeah. line. I fucking love that line. Yeah. And Claire <laughs> is heading back to school tonight because she's got uh, classes tomorrow. And she's like, I will stay, though, if you need me to. But he says he's fine, and he promises he will always be honest with her. But he's got he's got one little, little ask that he needs of her. <laughs> Just one little request. And she's like, well, what's that? Remember earlier in the episode when I t- asked you about that boyfriend that we just conveniently brought back up out of nowhere? Um, Can you call West for me? <laughs> And she asks why, and we find out in a minute, but, like, it's pretty clear why he wants Wes to come over. Oh, God. Yeah. It's such a sweet, beautiful moment. Why, too? It's gonna make me fucking cry just thinking about it again. Um, ugh. Yeah, so we're in, we're in the, we're in the wrap-up of the episode, so strap in, folks. Yeah, we're at the moment... We're at the moment where they just show a bunch of, like, clips of mm-hmm. stuff, so it's gonna be real bang-bang from now on. Noah is upset, and Lauren's like, don't be hard on yourself, and he's like, isn't it too hard? And she's like, no, I said it right. And <laughs> and <laughs> she still thinks she was right about the honey, and that Samuel has really done a number on these people, like, all the other cult leaders that she has, has dealt with and has seen. And Noah's worried that Samuel's got his hooks in Claire, too, especially because she was all like, ah, you know, they were doing progress and then not their whole song and dance. (laughs) And Mm. she's like, Claire is your daughter and you are her father and you are the only one she has left. (laughs) And the thing about Burnt Bridges is they can be rebuilt. And he pulls out his phone to call her and then we start flashing back between everyone. So Peter is looking at a photo of him. And Nathan on the roof. Is it the same one that was at the funeral, or is it the other? No, it's the one we've commonly come to associate with them, which is when they're both in their little bow ties together. And not their weird, like, sepia tones. Not their weird, not their weird live journal (laughs) community, like, banner image. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, Peter's looking at a photo of him and Nathan on the roof, and then he flies up, because obviously that's why he wanted Wes, so he could have flight. Ugh cries for fucking ever so i guess claire got through to him because he didn't keep uh her power yeah yeah that's a big part of it too right is that he he did this it's 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 very like a, a nice little way for him to feel his feelings you know like oh yeah, yeah. flies up that poor boy we yeah. go to the carnival where we see samuel is looking at the drawing he did of vanessa and taping it back together because again rude siler um so and he puts rude. in a drawer where we see he's made a lot of drawings of this woman. 
Surely this will end well. Really creepy. Surely this is going to end great. This is just going to go peaches, right? Sure, surely this woman will live to see the end of her days. Yeah, this is going to go great. Normally. No problems yep. here. Which, and because we keep showing a face, it's clear that they've cast someone and that we will actually probably yes. see her. So. Yes. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we see Claire... Back at her dorm with a note from Gretchen saying, studying late at the library, be back later. And she sees that Noah's tried to call her, but she doesn't try to call him back and just goes to lay in bed and, you know, feel her feelings. Like, I've had to deal with a lot of men today. It's... Mm. God, honestly, though. (laughs) And uh, she's not done yet because we pull outside the window and you're like, oh, maybe Peter's there. (laughs) No. We see a picture of Claire... A tattoo of Claire on an arm. And it's <laughs> fucking Siler floating outside her window. Hello, cheerleader. <laughs> to be continued. Oh, man. What a creepy creep. What an ass. <laughs> man, campus security is such a joke. <laughs> Guys just fucking... Floating in it's the so of the night. it's I'm them like girls paralleling going. like the Nathan and the West. I think both of them have looked in on her before, haven't they? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, I know yes. for sure West did, but like, yeah. No, they've both done a version yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So Claire, huh? Claire. It always comes back to Claire for him. Yep. I mean, we saw her feelings about it earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah. And boy, if anybody deserves to nail gun a guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, Rachel, how do you feel about this episode? Yeah, I think it slapped. I think my face is stinging from how much it slapped. Yeah, it's, um, it has to be at the time because it was coupled with Upon This Rock. It's gotta That's be. That's why we were like, that Upon makes This so Rock much sucks. Sense. And this one was like, fine. Boop. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. No, we were wrong. We were wrong, bitches. Who were mm-hmm, wrong about stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> about both things. Yeah. Agreed. We know what it feels like to be so wrong. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I really think that Jim Martin did a hell of a bang up job, and had they had another season, I would have loved to have seen what else he could have mm-hmm, done. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because he only got to work with these characters. I want to see what he does with everybody yes. else. Mm-hmm. So all those all those other people who I swear to you are totally still part of the show, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Where is old Matt Parkman? Where is Hero and Ando? Even though we did just well, see Hero and Ando, so technically they are, they aren't too gone, but like Yeah, Maddie Maddie's MIA, dude. Tracy like, we haven't seen in forever yeah. either. Well, the show clearly didn't know what to do with her anymore. At a yeah. Point, so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that rewatching this now, um, I remember at the time we were just like obsessed with like gluing ourselves to the screen and looking at like Twitter and Instagram and anything else that was happening at the time to try to figure out how things were going down because it was like, oh, this person's not filming as much. I wonder if they're leaving the show because yes. of all these rumors mm-hmm. and like, yeah. So now we're seeing like, you know, what that actually looks like 
in this, you know, rewatch perspective of like, oh yeah, Grunny wasn't filming as much. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought he was going to get killed off the show for like a long time. I remember that. Spoiler alert, they all left the show because it got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Boo. Yeah. You're right, though. <laughs> it was everybody. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. And then also, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like, we're very like, where's Matt? Where's Mohinder and all this? But really, this type of storytelling is the season one storytelling where you see three characters one week. You see three characters the next week. You see a different two characters the week after that. And then you see one of the other characters from the week before that. Yeah. like Yep. Mm-hmm. We just got really used to, like, the villains and fugitives thing where they were almost all in each other's bullshit. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, really, it's interesting to see, like, no, this is how the story used to be unfolding. Like, they used to go on separate stuff for a while, and then, like, a core of them would be leading towards the end of the season, and then everyone else would catch up. Or they wouldn't. So. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, We do, we we will be seeing a lot of those missing people next week, though. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my turn to do the socials. Yeah. Tell us our socials, Keisha. Oh, goodness. Goodness. All right. Um, Thank you for listening, everybody. If you would like to hit us up on social media, um, we are on Twitter at Eclipse Podcast. Um, If you want to follow our individual accounts, I am Lady underscore Snark. Uh, So S-N-A-R-K, Lady Snark. Um, Rachel is a bird with a B like the bullets that Peter can't seem to stop taking. Um, (laughs) And Rachel, what are you tweeting about? (laughs) I am playing Wordle. Are you? I was about to download that, actually. Shit. It's not a download, though. Well, then I'm about to play it. I want to play. I want to play. (laughs) It's it's on a website, and you do the guessing thing, and then you can copy your results, and then you paste it on Twitter. Make sure you do the dark theme, because if you do the light theme, it doesn't show the gray squares when you first do it, well, as you can see on my first one. I don't fucks with light theme anything anymore, if I have a choice, so. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Wordle, that's what I've been playing. How fun. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and stuff talk about it. Um, uh, I haven't tweeted in a couple days, because I was back at work. Um, I-, I watched The Last Duel. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Or no, you know what? Actually, I do know what I want to talk about. I haven't been tweeting about it, but I would like to talk about it. Um, everyone should fucking... Uh, okay, I understand that it's very hard to access because it's buried on a bullshit third-rate streamer. But if you can, people need to watch Killjoys because that show is fucking great, okay? <laughs> it fucking slaps! I am on the season three finale right now, so I'm just... I'm, you aren't even... No, I know. You I aren't know. even fucking... I know. ...in the shit of it yet. I know. And you already have been on a fucking ride since season one. I've been on a roller coaster that refuses to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last night, I watched the episode before that. I fell asleep at the end, like, the like, like literal last five minutes, because I was trying to stay up, because I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might need to rewatch that last little bit, but um, I think it was just, like, the end-end. But yeah, I just I just watched the bit where um, where Saya came to fucking parlay with with uh, little Johnny Jacoby, and I'm like, oh my god, this is such a fucking great show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And then just oh, the whole like, 
It's so wild. And, I, and honestly, I do. I sit there and I look at my, my little TV, like, episode tracker. And I'm like, how do I still have 20 episodes of this? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you are in for a ride. Like, I don't, I mean, I know, I know these shows have their fan bases. And they're very loud fan bases. But it just makes me real mad that people don't talk enough about how great um, the creator of the show. Her, her stuff is so good. Like... It's so everything in genre television that you wish you could have seen. It's so goddamn accessible and, like, queer-friendly and POC-friendly and just, like, everything, you know? It's such a good bingeable show, and its problem is it's on, like you said, shitty streamers. It's on Verve! Streamers. It's on Verve. It's fucking sci-fi. Yep. It's, like, hard to get... Like, it's either that or you have to watch it on demand, because I think that's how I ended up watching well, it, was on demand through um, YouTube TV. Yeah, like... That's how I watched it. I subscribed to Verve, which used to have a million channels, and now just has three. So literally, when I'm done with Killjoys, I'm going to be canceling my Verve subscription. Like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, talk about streaming jail. Like, it doesn't deserve that. No. You put that on Netflix mm-hmm. or something, people would love it. Oh, it would be, like, top ten, because I think... Well, I know no Earp is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lost Girl used to be as well. But that was before, like, that could really hit it in, a, in, a, in that way where um, a, an mm-hmm. old show could be on Netflix and people would be like, oh, cool, and then make it a top ten show. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love everybody. Uh, the performances are great. Hannah John Kamen is out here with this kind of, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar in Buffy, like, you should have all the awards, but you never will, or, like, a Tatiana Maslany who did get an award, which was which was stunning mm-hmm. kind of way. Like, yeah. Just so great. No notes for that. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, if you were in the mood for, like, a fun-ass space show... Yeah. Watch, um... Killjoys. Try to watch Killjoys. I hope... The, my, my hope is because Verve keeps losing all of their sub-channels that they'll just quietly, like, stop, and then it'll the rights will go up somewhere else, because mm-hmm, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they are literally the only show on Verve that is, like, a real show, like, like a real thing that aired on Sci-Fi or whatever. Like, it's, oh, it's so not cool. They're, like, trapped there. <laughs> Free Killjoys. I'm surprised it's not on Peacock, Me too. honestly. Me fucking too. But, okay, here's the thing. It was on Sci-Fi, but who owns it? I do not know because it's a Canadian exactly exactly so I feel like it has a better chance of like a Netflix or something weird like that um Mm -hmm. because yeah Paramount Plus like or not Paramount Plus um Peacock um it's like how Chucky airs on sci-fi and it's owned by Universal so it, it is on Peacock um even though a lot of sci-fi stuff isn't on Peacock. Yeah, like, it's 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 interesting how that works. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, watch it if you can. Um, it's, it's hard to watch easily, but it's worth it, so. If you're in another country, it might be on an easier platform. You know, I tried to look, though, and it's not. Like, do you know how much I would, like, turn my Surfshark on and just watch it on, like, Netflix India or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have been that much easier, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, not that I've seen anyway. Please prove me wrong uh, if if it is on Netflix in your country and you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, um, the easiest way to get a hold of us though is through our Discord. We will be linking to that in the show notes. Um, 
if you like what you've been hearing, uh, you know, feel free to subscribe because we're almost done with Heroes Proper, but we're going to be doing Heroes Reborn. We're going to be doing stuff after this because uh, lucky for you, we're unlucky for you. Rachel and I just like watching shit we used to watch and then hearing ourselves talk, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm, it's fun for mm-hmm. us. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, rate, review, like, subscribe, smash that like button, whatever the fuck. Um, we will see you next time. We're really getting down to the end of the main show, and that's that's exciting and like oh, I'm gonna get emotional, I think. Um, but there's still there's still things to be handled. We'll we'll we're gonna have some fun stuff still. We will see you then. Bye. Bye bye. Next time on Eclipse, Tara's in for a shock. <laughs> Peter has a nice dream. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Matt Parkman's back. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs>